Hey ladies out there, I'd like to tell you about a smart way to earn extra money and get an extra $500 bonus. You need to drive for Lyft. Are you an actor or an actress who wants to make money in between auditions? You always have to have a backup plan. Maybe you're just in between jobs and looking to earn some extra money. Or just looking to put away more money in your kid's college fund. Whatever it is, know that you can make all those things easier by driving for Lyft. The ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to $1,500 a week driving your own car. There are other ride-sharing apps out there. We all know who they are. But everyone likes driving for Lyft the best because they treat their drivers right. Lots of people started as customers, and now they drive for Lyft. It's a flexible way to make money anytime, anywhere, and all you need is your car. That's it. Driving for Lyft pays up to $35 an hour, and getting started is fast and easy. You can drive mornings, nights, weekends. Just turn into driver mode and start making money. It's that easy. Plus, only Lyft drivers can earn tips from within the app, and those add up fast. You know the other apps don't let you tip, and then you feel bad, and you have to give a star, and then it's a, it's a nightmare. And you don't have to wait weeks or days to get paid. You can cash out instantly with Express Pay. It all adds up. It's super flexible. You keep your own tips and get paid when you need the extra cash. Sign up today at lyft.com slash brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I. And right now, Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. Get this, a $500 new driver bonus when you sign up using our show. Just go to lift.com slash brandy today so you can start making extra money and add $500 new drive bonus to your bank account. Limited time only restrictions apply. That's lift.com slash brandy, lift.com slash brandy. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind expanding, the in thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Hello, William. How are you? I'm delightful. How are You're you? Deli- are you <laughs> sure? that I think that's for me to... Absolutely to- <laughs> delightful. You're, are you... Okay. Well, I would have to say that you're not the one that should say that you're delightful. Why? Maybe you're delighted to be here. I am. <laughs> I am a delightful person. People <laughs> like me. They tell me often. Well, I, I mean, find you a, a great, trustworthy <laughs> individual. Last week, you told me that my disposition brightens your day. It, so it is up to me to decide whether you're delightful. Oh, okay. And you are delightful, Thank but you. it's not something that you should say. <laughs> oh, it's almost Christmas. It is, and you're delightful. Overjoyed, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so today we, on our show, we have the daughter yeah. of Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed. By the way, her name's Sophie Simmons. She's amazing across the board. I read all about her, and she kind of does everything. Yeah, jack of all trades. She does everything. But at the same time, master of all. Yes, and she's even she like went to college and shit. Like it's crazy. <laughs> she, that's the greatest thing she's done is gone to college. But I mean, she's studying computers and shit, and modeling, and acting, and singing, and writing, right. and she's taking care of abused children. I mean, she's making me feel real bad about I myself. Know. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, hmm, I guess I shouldn't just go home and watch Netflix. Yeah, after she's this. in her twenties. Yeah, great. What yeah. have I done with my life? <laughs> a lot. 
<laughs> you have this podcast. That's you, true. You met a delightful person, such I, as myself. I have, and I have two wonderful children that are, they have Christmas fever right now. As in they're like stoked or you, they're, they're just getting crazy? Like Christmas crazy. Okay. Like did they just, they're wound up and it's like they're cracked out 24 seven. I think that's what it is to be a kid at Christmas time. I know. But the debate about Santa going on in my house, it hurts my feelings. Like whether or not he's real? Yeah. Oh. And I said, if he wasn't real, you wouldn't be getting presents. So Jake, Jake's still in. It's a question mark. <laughs> okay. But Mason's out. 13 he's years full, old would be yeah. a little old. He's be. fully out. Okay. Now, does this episode come out after Christmas? No, this will come out two days before. So then I cannot tell you what I got them. Okay. I, they are going to be really stoked. But you know what's really crappy? What? So my brother lives in Stockton, my little brother. Mm-hmm. And my parents live in Galt. And in Northern California at this time, people are stealing the boxes that are left at the doorstep as presents. They're stealing them off the doorstep. And they're stealing gift cards out of the mail. That's terrible. It's terrible, and we have no recourse. I've spent a ton of money on all of these people, and my eldest niece is the only one that got her present. The two little ones haven't gotten them yet, so I'm, of course, fearful that they're gone. Right. And, you know, the post office there is now making um, everyone come to the post office and pick up their packages Mm -hmm. with an ID, but... What do we do about... It's a federal offense to steal mail. Yeah. I hope you catch the person. Me too. My brother's a cop. Is he really? Yeah. And you could... And he's still Stealing packages off the porch of a cop. That's smart. It's ballsy. Well, I mean, it's happening. I ho- did you get them weird things that they, like these strangers will open them and be like, ugh, I can't use this. I mean, there was some makeup. So hopefully it's a dude. And I'm like, oh, here's some Hello Kitty fucking nail polish, motherfucker. Look, he could be... Uh, he could yeah. be... He could be into it. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just super disappointed with the human race right now because of it. And I, I'm, pro- I'm just going to have to rebuy presents. I know. That's the worst. It's so wrong. A couple years ago, I bought It's a Wonderful Life on oh, Blu-ray. Of course you did. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Somebody stole it. And I like to imagine that they got home and they opened that package and they were like, I feel really bad about this now. Yeah. I guess it is a wonderful life. They didn't bring it back. But Amazon sent me another one for free. Really? Yeah. Because so I, if you got any of these off Amazon, I did. chat with them. My dad's like, present is off stolen. Amazon and he hasn't received it yet. And my mom and my grandma, everyone else got theirs. Sometimes they hook you up. And I'm like, hmm. It's, I mean, it's not okay. Especially if Amazon says it's been delivered. Right. And it's gone. All right. I need to check on that. Yeah. Because my mom and grandma got theirs and I ordered my dad's at the same time. He has not got his. Hmm. And, you know, we already have a rocky relationship. <laughs> I don't need his Christmas present going missing. Right. But, you know, we'll see, I guess. They're all going to think, oh, Auntie Brandy forgot about me. She only likes Emma. She only likes the big one. She doesn't like the other two. Like, I, I mean, of course I'm going to rebuy. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm in shock of people. I know. And at Christmas when people are supposed to be nicer to each other. Merry Christmas. Let's steal. Yeah. That's Look, ruin people's day. <laughs> maybe those people who are stealing need it more than we do. Need it more than we do. I mean, obviously, and they don't realize that it is a federal offense. And when they or go they to jail for care. ten years, yeah. Oh, damn it! It makes me angry. You should like. Um, I'll dress up as Batman and I'll hang out in the porch. <laughs> My brother would probably take you to jail. Beat It'd be up. a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be in the shadows. You never know. Is <laughs> Okay, I'll be Robin. I'll be ba- I'll be Batgirl. Okay, and then we'll just go. We'll find these. We'll, we'll like be. What do you call them? them? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think we should beat them up because that's not very Christmassy. That's true. But we could like throw a net on them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And like, and then we'll call my brother. We'll we'll like trap Come them. Come outside. And we'll we got like we got a, we got somebody for you. And then we'll leave the video, and then we'll go to the next one. We'll be crime fighters. Oh, see. Yeah. You laughed when I said this originally, but well, now I don't, I'm I just, fully just picture it. you in the outfit <laughs> standing behind a tree. It sounds like pedophilic. <laughs> pedophilic? I'm not pedophilic? watching kids. I'm watching for criminals. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Wayne can do it. So can I. That's true. Um, who was your favorite Batman? Like in the movies? Mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Me too! At this point. I did love Michael Keaton as a kid, though. I still like Michael Keaton. I liked, I liked all of them, but I think Christian Bale with... It did a little something extra for the character. Yeah. yeah, no, he. I, I'm a. I'm a big fan of his acting. I um, like Ben Affleck. I like Batfleck. I. I don't. Yeah. I. I liked them all. I think my least favorite was probably George Clooney, and I'm not yeah. really sure why. Because he was bad. Was he? That's a big part of it. Mm. Yeah, that movie sucked. I don't. Was who was it? Who was in it with them? What girl? Arnold Schwarzenegger was... Oh, Alicia Silverstone was a uh, Oh, that's true. I like her. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm it's... I think, too, because he's so well-known, he's George Clooney. It's mm-hmm. hard to get around thinking that it's Batman because you're thinking it's George Clooney. Even at the time, you think, when it came out in theaters? I, I think so. You know what? Yeah, I think so. You're unique. You don't walk like everyone else, talk like everyone else, or even sleep like everyone else. So why is your mattress one size fits all because a truly customized mattress will cost you five to ten thousand dollars until now that is go to helixsleep.com answer a few simple questions and they'll run a 3d biomechanical model of your body through the proprietary algorithms they've developed i know this is hard for me to say i gotta dumb it down i'm a little blonde with the help from the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts Basically, they're just sleep scientists, people, because it's a lot for me to say. (laughs) The result, the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. And we all know, if we don't get a good night's sleep, that we are grumpy the next day. And right now, with the holidays, we cannot afford to be grumpy at all. We have too much to do. And for couples, they will customize each side of the mattress. Your mattress arrives at your door in about a week, which is amazing, and shipping is completely free. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about Helix Sleep. You have 100 nights to try it out. That's over three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund, no questions asked. I mean, you really have nothing to lose here. So go to helixsleep.com slash podcast and get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash podcast. Helixsleep.com slash podcast. Um, my kids saw the Star Wars movie yesterday. Oh, yeah. I saw it, too. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. I didn't really like it, though. <laughs> they loved it. They want to go and see it again. Good for them. Yeah, they were in Vegas chilling <laughs> with the dad. And they were like, hey, let's go see a movie. And I was like, oh, all right, you're going to see it without me? They're like, we'll see it again, Mom. It was really good. Okay. So now I'm just going to have to pay for them to go see a movie they already saw. Right. And I don't really want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Then why did you make a big deal out of it? You should have told them, like, good. I didn't want to see it anyway. I just want to make them feel bad. Why? Because I wanted them to know that, you know, I wouldn't feel sorry for me. Don't give your kids a guilt complex. (laughs) They're going to resent you when they become adults. No, sometimes they need it. I'm like, oh, you guys are going without me. No, we'll see it again. You're not Jewish or Catholic and you're Uh, stealing this guilt in Yes. Well, Jake is going to convert to Judaism. Did he say that? Yep, yesterday. He's very young to make his, the decision. He's, he's made it. Is he doing it just for the jokes, like the character in Seinfeld? I thought he was doing it just for Hanukkah, oh. but apparently, 
<laughs> it is. He's very serious about it because his best friend, Alex, is Jew. All of their friends are Jewish. Okay. Um, but he really likes Alex and wants to kind of be Alex. And he's writing a book with Alex wow. called Daily Eater. Daily Eater. And it's it's an anime book. And, and it's, it's about eating it's a, every day. It's a little, no, it's a horror book. Oh. So I'm not sure what they're... <laughs> Daily Eater. I think it's a cool title. That's interesting. I'd like to know the concept. Do they have a log line? Can they pitch? They, you know what? They go online. They, <laughs> they really, he's, my son is very creative and he's an amazing drawer. Both my kids can draw like, it's so crazy. I, I could never draw like that. Um, but it's great that they like to draw. My friend um, was like, what do they like? I'm like, like, to draw and write? Like, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah? Like, is that weird? And I'm like, well, I don't, it's normal at my house. Yeah. But, I used to draw all the time as a kid. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> I suck now. Back then. Really? Yeah. So hopefully they uh, they get better with age. Yeah. No, know. they're good. They're, their grandma on their dad's side is an amazing artist. So okay. I think that's where they get it from because I can't draw. But I can write like a mofo. I know. You've written three books. Yeah. Well, two and a half. Well, this one's done, but it's not great. Okay. So, so our guest just arrived. Sophie Simmons is sitting in the lobby. And I think we should talk to her because she's staring at us very weirdly. <laughs> I like the idea. Actually, she's not weird. I mean, she's just staring at us because we're talking to each other. Yeah. All right. I'm cracked out on Red Bull. Let's do this. Think about it. <laughs> and this is a weird subject, but underwear is the first thing you put on in the morning and the last thing you take off. Why would you settle for anything less than the best feeling underwear on the planet? MeUndies focuses solely on producing the most comfortable underwear you've ever experienced. My friends at MeUndies sent me a few pair a while back, and I know this is awkward for me to tell you, but my kitty cat is so happy. <laughs> and now I can't imagine wearing anything else. It really makes my day so much better. For the price of, say, two cocktails, yes, I compare everything to alcohol, MeUndies will deliver your new favorite pair of underwear right to your doorstep, and your day will be better, and that's guaranteed. Try them on, and if they aren't the most comfortable, best-feeling underwear you've ever had, they'll refund you the money and let you keep your first pair for free. Because obviously, we don't want them back if you tried them on. Ew, gross. Included in the price is the sweet touch of Modal, a special fabric made with the best-in-class raw materials that are specifically and scientifically proven to be three times softer than cotton. These uber cozy undies are sold exclusively on the MeUndies website where you'll enjoy free shipping in the U.S. and in Canada. And for a limited time, everyone in my audience gets 20% off their first order. But you have to use our special URL, MeUndies.com brandy. With the MeUndies Better Day Guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So go to MeUndies.com slash Brandy right now for 20% off your first order. That's MeUndies.com slash Brandy. Do you like scary radio dramas? Tune into Fangoria's Dread Time Stories, fully dramatized horror stories hosted by Malcolm McDowell. Irony is only one small ingredient of these Dread Time Stories. Hear a new episode every other week on the Podcast One app, iTunes, and PodcastOne.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brandon Glenville Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with the gorgeous Sophie Simmons. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Now, you kind of are doing everything. You're singing, you're modeling, you're acting, you're doing an amazing thing with child abuse. I mean, tell, I mean, like, I know you grew up under the spotlight with your parents, um... But tell us how, now the most interesting thing to me 
is what you're doing with child child abuse and how did you mm-hmm. get into that um so it's called sophie's place and it's right. a center for abused children located um just east of vancouver and that's now that's your second home you said yeah is that where you're kind of you spent a lot of time there yeah i kind of grew up there my mom is canadian so right. we would always go back and forth and um i got to spend a lot more time up there um thanks to my parents who just kind of like let me move there i love it there and i feel yeah. like i feel like canadians are better than americans I'm, I mean, honestly, they I are. Think so. <laughs> I really think so. I mean, the ones that I've met are so kind and nice and wonderful. Americans kind of suck. I'm yeah. just saying that. Even though, hi, people, I know we're in America, but there are some assholes here. It's true. I mean, the only people that really say hi to you walking down the street, if you talk to them, they're like half Canadian or from right. Canada and moved here. Yeah. And you can always talk. It's like, oh, how are you? How about a boot you? Yeah. You. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you're Canadian. Oh, we could be friends. Yeah, yeah. No. They're really good people, and um, what goes along with that is a lot of them are super involved in philanthropy. Um, and that's how it. And that's kind of how I got into it. Is my mom is very philanthropic and involved in a lot of charities. But for me, I've always worked with children, and that was a passion of mine. And the mayor of Surrey, which is the city just east of Vancouver came to me with the idea of a child advocacy center, and it was something that Vancouver, Lower Mainland, didn't have at the time. And what makes Sophie's Place so special is that right now when children are abused, they're kind of shuttled around right. to, like, the police department and the hospital right. and, like, all these different scary adult Pulled places. in so many different directions that right. they don't have any place really safe to go. Right. And, like, along with already going through a traumatic experience, then they're going through another traumatic experience of, like, having to deal with all these big, scary adult things, right. like depositions and, like, Exactly. Things, Things that kids shouldn't have to deal with. About, right? right. So Sophie's Place has an office for all of those people within the building. So the kids oh, nice. only have to go to one that's place that. that's super child-friendly. It's very colorful, and there's couches and toys. It's just very child-safe. That's so nice. Yeah, so the kids can come there and tell their story one time to who they need to tell it to. That way you don't get facts confused. The children don't feel embarrassed. Right. And because of that, we get a higher conviction rate. Oh, that's amazing. That That's so... I want to cry right now, but I'm going to start my period soon, so maybe that's it. But that is so amazing. What do you do when you want a snack, but all you can find is junk food? Do you rely on your self-control to resist temptation? <laughs> Please, if we all will eat the junk food if it's there. But you can start snacking healthy with NatureBox. NatureBox makes snacks that actually taste great and are way better for you than those junk food snacks. Created with the highest quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. My personal favorite at the moment, it always changes, are the Fuji apples and the dried mangoes. Yum, yum. Nature Box recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel at any time. It's really simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks that you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. With Naturebox, you will never get bored. There are new snacks every month inspired by real customer feedback, and if you ever try a snack that you don't like, Naturebox will replace it for free. Yay! And right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering our fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash podcast. That's naturebox.com slash podcast for 50% off your first order. Naturebox.com slash podcast. Now, right now, you're doing some modeling for Adore Me. Tell me how that came along. 
Um, well, Adore Me is an online clothing outlet for lingerie and like loungewear and it's um, the same one we have the commercials panties. for right yeah, yeah i yeah. see it all the time, like, it all the time. Me. you get like this and this yeah, and I'm yeah like, it's like it's, it's awesome. a box subscription if you want or you can just shop a la carte it really doesn't matter um but what i loved about them was that they cater to all sizes of women yes i think they have size like 32 double a all the way down to like 46G or something. Like, it's crazy. The size range is just crazy in every single style. So, you can look at a bra and if you like it, no matter what size you are, you can get it, which is. Right. Because so many women are like, oh, I could never wear that. And you're like, well, you could, you know, if you wanted to, if they made it in your size, whether you're small or big. We all have. I, I mean, we all have our body issues, no matter what our size is. Exactly. And, like, for someone like me, I'm a 36 double D. I can't buy off the rack in Victoria's Secret. Right. They don't carry that size. They only carry 32 double D. And then if you're above that, like, you're online. Right, of course. Right. And so if I'm going to shop online, I want to do it with somewhere that has my size in every single piece. Okay. And that's I mean... kind of what alerted me to adore me and so they reached out saying they wanted to do this all size women campaign and get more plus size models involved and all different sizes of women not just plus but in between size models like me but i think they do a great job on the commercials of showing that because you do see you know an an average size like i don't know what an average size but you see everything from really small to like very petite like Mm -hmm. bra sizes to very curvy and Mm -hmm. i feel like Right now, as women in America, we're being pushed and pulled in so many different directions about what's hot, what's sexy. I mean, lucky for men, they don't have to worry about anything. They can just be there with their nothing. Like, what do they have to worry about? Small penises (laughs) and losing their hair. That's all you got. We won't even know about the small penis. But with women, body, body types are in fashion or out of style. Like, I will never be a super curvy girl. And trust me right now, do I want a booty? Yeah. Like... And it's sad because I think that having a body type be in fashion or out of fashion is so wrong on every level. I mean, because a lot of us, there's nothing. We go out there and get plastic surgery. It's dangerous. It's There's so many things wrong with it. I see these women getting butt implants to look a certain way. And in a year, guess what? They're probably going to explode or be sick and butts will be out of style. It'll be the next thing. And we're all changing our bodies so much with surgery and random things and wishing we were something that we're not. And I think it's really important that we all just celebrate exactly who we are and that's it Mm -hmm. and stay and be happy with the curves or the, you know, if you're tall and skinny, like that's it, you're tall and skinny. If you're short and curvy, you're short and curvy. Just be happy with what it is that you have and celebrate your body. And when I watch the Adore Me commercials and everything, that's something that really speaks to me as a mother, you know, with children and Mm -hmm. my kids saying, oh, I like this about a girl or I like this. I'm like, listen, get to know the person on the inside and that's who the person is. It's not Mm -hmm. about do they have a booty, do they have, you know, whatever the boob size is that's in fashion. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. Tell me, I mean, what is your thought on that? I mean, you're a young woman right now in this world and it's crazy. I mean, it's it's always been hard for me. I've always been really, really curvy and my mom was like a 90s supermodel. I know, not like She's not like super curvy. She's like, you know, tall, statuesque. And I I just had a very different body type than her growing up. Um, And that was 
hard because I really couldn't relate or compare. Right. You know, she was always like a two and tall and blonde and beautiful. And I was always like a six, eight and like five, eight and like just much shorter, just much different looking. Not but that I mean, that's not, not, five, eight is right. not short. Right. right. For I mean, our family, for, it's really know. short. Yeah. We're all like, like six foot plus. Like my little sister. Like, like, yeah. like five, eight, it's pretty tall. Yeah. Five, eight's pretty tall. But, but I understand my family, what you're saying. Small, right. And it was just a, it was just a contrast for me, but she, she was very good about explaining like gender roles to me and why women are judged on their appearance and men are judged on their accomplishments and how that that'll change and it'll shift and it and it is now I feel like women are judged a bit more on their accomplishments and right. not just how they look but there is still there is a shift there's still You're, things yeah. like the Vogue article Vogue Britain that said cleavage was out of style I mean, I'm like I don't know what to do with that I know like, right I, like wait a minute I gotta I get a booty like, take them off I know you know I, like, I hear it's, it's exhausting like what's in style like oh flat butts and this and that and you're like I can't change my body I mean you could you could mm-hmm. but it's so it's a very permanent wrong. change exactly. it's not like shopping for fashion trends where you can get shoulder pads and then take them off or whatever right, exactly but when when a body type is in style or out of style I think that's when it gets dangerous. I don't think that those kind of articles should be written. I think it's putting out a really negative... It's putting out something in the world that we can't change. It's making us like self-hate and body shame. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they were saying, oh, you know, tall, skinny girls and flat chests are in style. And you're like, in style, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, even that song, Baby's Got Back... And they were talking about like women's curves, 26, 34, like, no, thank you. I don't want that. I want this, that, that even then, and that was a long time ago, that kind of made me think, oh, wait, flat butts aren't the thing. (laughs) I was like, wait, what is it? Like, this sucks. I can't change this about my body. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there is a shift as you're saying, but it's, it's, we're not doing enough yet. Yes. I think that we're not being recognized for what we're doing. We're still, people are looking at us and judging us for our bodies and our looks first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then what comes out of our mouth or what our accomplishments are. Do you know? I feel like men just like you get a piece of paper and that's what they've done. And I think things like social media can help or hinder with that because social media is a very visual platform. Mm -hmm. So you, most of it is judged on how you look, but then you have outlets like Twitter. Twitter. Where you, it's all about what you say. Yeah, I noticed that you're more heavy on Twitter than you are on Instagram. Like, yeah. And I am too, because I don't really enjoy taking pictures. Yeah. Because I'm so self-critical. And I'm like, don't post that, don't want this. And if I didn't have to do it for work, mm-hmm. I was probably the last person I know to join Instagram. I just like to say what I want to say on Twitter and walk away and not be judged for the way I look. Yeah, and now, especially in Hollywood, if you're going out for a job, one of their first questions is how, how many, many followers, followers do you have? have? It's so, and I was looking at yours and I was like, oh, she tweets out a lot more than she Instagrams and she has a mm-hmm. lot more followers and that's how I am. And I feel like, especially with the, all the filters and things that women put on their Instagram, we have little kids looking at these pictures and it's unattainable. Mm-hmm. People are making themselves perfect. I mean, not even, I don't even know what perfect is, but like, you can't get there mm-hmm. in reality. Like you can't have a waist that's, you know, 18 inches and everything else be flawless. And I feel like it's it's almost taking not just us women and making us feel bad about ourselves, but also making men think that that's the way women should look. Yeah. Especially little boys and because I have little boys. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's gotta be hard. I think for, for little boys looking at, Instagram and seeing all these women 
like accidentally objectify themselves right and then going to school and thinking that that's that's what you're expecting i I, it's a huge (laughs) misconception because i know these girls are like i can post whatever i want it's fine blah 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 but they're completely unaware of what the male perspective is on those photos like and also what they're doing to us bringing us back to a place that we've come so far ahead of but because of instagram especially it's making us all narcissistic number one more so than we were and have this like perfection situation it's something that's not attainable and i feel like my kids are going to school they don't like blondes they want you know a girl that looks like j-lo with a big butt and i'm like Okay, but the pictures that you're seeing on Instagram, first of all, most of them are not real. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like, why? Is that just because everyone's putting that out there? It's all about the booty and the the perfect cheekbones and this and that. Like, it's, you know, and they're young. They're 9 and 13. So mm-hmm. they have, like, these brains that, like, they're little sponges. And they're being told that this is perfect. And so that's what they like. And it scares me. It's interesting because the trends set forth by the fashion industry are not necessarily the trends set forth by Hollywood. Yeah. I would say, like, in Hollywood, to be curvy and to have a butt is, like, the thing. If you're J-Lo, if you're Kim, if, if you're Iggy Azalea, like, you're in right now. But still, in fashion, it's, like, the tall, statuesque women with, like, maybe some boobs. Yeah, maybe. that's a bit. Maybe. But, like, that's it. <laughs> right. But, like, those are the girls that are still working, and I know because I go to the same castings. And what's great is, like, a lot of the castings now are open to all sizes, but it's still just those few girls that are getting the jobs. Right. So and the now, plus-size models show up. We right, show up, we do the casting, whatever, but it's still, like, the tall, statuesque girls that are getting hired. Yeah, and we, you know, we just recently had um, a more voluptuous, voluptuous woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. and... I her name is was it Amber Ashley Graham. Ashley Ashley Graham. So I know you're working with her coming up or something. No, I mean we know, you know each, each other, other through, through modeling. The plus size, yeah. Now I remember her getting shamed for having posted a picture where she looked like she had lost weight, mm-hmm. and I was so excited that she was on the cover, and I thought, oh, she's so beautiful, and I think it's such a great message that listen, who cares? Beauty is beauty; it comes in all different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. But watching her go through what she went through and being shamed for, so what if you fluctuate? So what if you lose a little weight or you gain a little weight? We're not like, we're allowed to do what we want to do. It's not like she's saying, okay, well, I'm a model. I'm going to get skinny. She's doing what's healthy for her. And also I think what people don't realize is when you're working and traveling and your career kicks up, sometimes you just have less time to sit down and have a meal and focus on your health. And you're kind of just grabbing what you can. And sometimes that's maybe not enough calories and your weight fluctuates right or maybe sometimes it's just the picture and yeah. you're, or you have a corset on and you're wearing you know something that's tight and it, you look different i mean mm-hmm. i'll tell you some of the stuff that i wear it's got that like the ties in the back right. and i'm like ooh, i look skinny like like really skinny today i have a waistline and i really don't <laughs> it's just the item that i'm wearing in the moment and so i just watching her go through like the hate of social media especially on social media after we are all supposed to be celebrating mm-hmm. the fact that we've gotten past this ideal feminine body, it, it was just it was it was painful for me. And I was tweeting her a little bit, just saying I'm so happy for you and all of this stuff. And then to watch her get shamed for possibly losing weight, I was disgusted. Well, the thing is, in fashion, I've noticed you're accepted if you're straight size, which is like zero to four, and you're accepted if you're plus size, which is like size fourteen and up. 
Right. And if you're anything in between that, you don't fit into either category and you're not working. Yeah. You know, I said that um, I tweeted Sports Illustrated during the um, when she was on the cover because they had voluptuous women. They had really, really young women. And they had older women over 50. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what about the girl, the women in their 30s and 40s? Mm-hmm. Where, where is that? I mean, you're, you're celebrating every woman, but like oh, just us middle aged women aren't. It's not, we're not attractive enough. We're not different enough to be celebrated. I feel like if you're going to celebrate every age and every size, you should celebrate every you know, age and every exactly, size. Yeah. And not just skip a couple, you know, the thirties and forties, because mm-hmm. listen, I, I would love to see Heidi Klum in the, in, in the magazine still, she's not doing it anymore because mm-hmm. I think that in their mind, she's past that point where it's ridiculous to me when you're putting someone who's 50 in there and a bunch of 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. and then all different sizes, but yet you're not going to hire Heidi Klum because she's 40? Mm-hmm. It just it makes me mad. So I'm like, hey, it's great that you're doing this, but where are the other women? You know, where are the 30s? Where are the 40s? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a weird thing with it being in between an age or size. It's, yeah. it's not really accepted yet. No. Like, it's, it's either, like, you're fabulous and 50 and you're fine. Right, Or you're, exactly. like, young and great, you're or fine. 20. If you're in between, no. <laughs> no, not so much. Or if you're, like, really thin, amazing, that's your right. body type. If you're really curvy, amazing, that's your body type. But if you're in between, right. or athletic, even. God forbid. Yeah. Ugh, it's so exhausting. I could go and talk about this forever, but what's the best thing you've ever bought for $3.99? Well, I bought CISO. CISO has a nearly endless supply of top-shelf comedy. Literally months worth of exclusive originals, face-melting stand-up, next-day, late-night, and a great catalog of the classics. CISO, spelled S-E-E-S-O, is the new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and more. Bingeable comedy at any time, anywhere, using CISO. Every episode of SNL ever, including new episodes the day after they air. Yay! The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Late Night with Seth Meyers the day after they air. And they even have classics like 30 Rock. <laughs> and 30 they Rock? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> and they even have classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Recreation, and one of my favorites, Saved by the Bell. Even British comedies like The Original Office with Ricky Gervais, the entire Monty Python catalog, The IT Crowd, and Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge. Discover the next big names in comedy and watch the icons before they made it big, like Louis C.K. when he had hair, Hannibal Burris, Chelsea Peretti, Amy Schumer, Bo Burnham, and so many more. Critically acclaimed originals and exclusive content like Carmen Quest and Take My Wife. If you're serious about comedy like I am, you have to try CISO. Stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. CISO is ad-free and just $3.99 a month. That's less than you probably paid for that latte or artisan cold brewed coffee you're holding in your hand right now. And right now, my listeners can try CISO free for two months. When you use promo code PODCAST1 at checkout, just go to SEESO.com right now to sign up for two months free with promo code PODCAST1 at checkout. That's CISO.com, promo code PODCAST1. Let's talk about your singing. So you do every your acting, your singing. So tell me, I know your dad is obviously Gene Simmons. He's a singer. But is that what inspired you to get into singing? 
Weirdly, no. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. There <laughs> you go. My, uh, of course, my dad's in the music industry, but I think my brother and I both avoided um, the entertainment industry for a long time. And we, when we were younger, we were on a show with our family, and that kind of like turned us off so, yeah. wanting to do that. Because, right. as you know, like reality is super draining and very invasive and just... It kind of sucks. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do. It's yeah. really hard to like. People don't keep get up. it. Yeah, and we did it for like 150 episodes or but something. I said, you guys nuts. were on it yeah. for a long time. You kind of grew up, time. grew up on reality yeah. television from when I was 11 until I was 18. Yeah, that's how. I mean, Which that's is like exhausting. A lot. It's yeah. like you don't have a personal. It's like you're sharing growing up with everyone and that's watching. Exactly. So it's it's I feel for you. Yeah, just having little kids, I can't imagine. It was definitely a different way of growing up, and it made me just, like, want to go to college and be a normal kid, so I right. did that, and I went to college um, for computer engineering, which is, like, nothing what I do now, but it's a great skill right. to have oh, in, absolutely. in 2017. Yeah, I, <laughs> great skill to have to program, but yes. I don't use it anymore, and I, I was always writing music kind of growing up when I was on the show and in college, and I decided, like, halfway through college that I, I wanted to be in the arts, and I wanted to create, and... It was something that I always loved. You think you were kind of fighting against it just because yeah. of your upbringing? You're like, I think you know, I'm just, not going to do that yeah. because I think I, I just need didn't want to do what my parents did. Right. Like, unfortunately, my parents, between both of them, span like the Everything. entire right. industry. Yeah, which is super. Like my mom's got the acting and the modeling, and right. dad's got like music and everything else. And it's like there's not one space that mm-hmm. me or my brother could step into that they haven't already been in. Because you also don't want people to oh you're taking the easy way out because her yeah. parents are in the industry. I mean. It's. I feel like unfortunately people think that way, but I mean, if you look at Kate Hudson, she's an amazing actress, mm-hmm. and her mother and father were actors. I mean, you can't discount Angelina the fact Jolie that as well. yeah, yeah, you can't discount discount the fact that yes, their parents were famous, but they still have to be really amazing at what they do to get where they're at. It's true. I think I think your parents can open doors for you no yeah. matter what career you're going into, but it's up to your talent and merit to Absolutely. kind of get through the door and and excel. Right, but you were kind of fighting that. You're like, I'm going to go and learn about computers and programming. Yeah, I was like, what's something that my parents have, like, <laughs> no never idea? Do. Yeah. So. And so now you're back, and you're singing, acting, mm-hmm. modeling. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about the singing part. <clears throat> so the singing part, um, I write a lot of music for other artists, and just recently this year started writing for myself, and I'm going to release music in the new year, which I'm really excited about. That's but great. I've written songs in every genre like I wrote a song for Rick Ross which was super interesting <laughs> <Love> him. <laughs> um, and I have a song with a DJ group Yellow Claw coming out in the new year so it's just kind of this wide variety of music which was great training to right. learn what I like for myself and, and what I enjoy writing um, and I've kind of landed in alternative pop space and I think that's where my music kind of lives Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. Rick Ross is definitely not alternative. No, 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 but like I, I love him. I mean, but. I got. I have a newfound respect for hip hop because it's incredibly hard to write. I I've tried. Trust me, because I I grew up on hip hop. I love mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, I'm gonna write a song. I always because I love to write. It's it very is hard. Really difficult, especially in um, hip hop R and B culture. There's such a storytelling that happens exactly. in music that doesn't necessarily happen in pop music. I feel like pop music focuses on an emotion or a moment. Right, it's more and they mainstream. Kind of like, yeah, they or, kind of pick apart that emotion or right. moment. And, and hip-hop and R&B is kind of about an entire culture and, it's a up, and their like story. It's like, yeah. yes, it's from the ground up. 
I could start doing some lyrics here. No, <laughs> no it's uh, it definitely is different. And I, I think that the fact that you can jump over to every different genre, that's that says a lot about your skill and your talent in writing. And then now you're singing. I mean, you're, you're going to do it all. That's amazing. Hopefully. I, I kind of like to push the message, especially to young women, that you don't have to choose to be one thing anymore. No. You can be multiple things. Yeah. And you can be them all equally well. Yeah, I mean, it takes it, and it takes a lot. You have to really strive, mm-hmm. and you have to be like eager to learn. And always, I feel like a lot of people get pigeonholed because they get this idea of, "I want to be a model." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what if that doesn't work out? What else do you love? I feel like you always have to be wanting to learn something new, and I it scares me because a lot of the young kids they kind of get pigeonholed and stuck in one idea. Mm-hmm. And for me, like my girlfriend just went to stunt driving school. And I'm like, I want to do that. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go with you. I almost went with her, but then I couldn't get anyone to watch the kids. I love to drive. I love that. I always want to broaden my knowledge on anything. Mm -hmm. And so she knew that I would want to go, but I couldn't go. And she's an artist. She She does everything. And she's constantly, I feel like she really inspires me to keep going. She's 25, but she's always doing something new. And not that she's neglecting anything else that she does. But she's just such a, like, knowledge. She just wants to take it in and, mm-hmm. and really learn as much as she can. And I, I have so much respect for that because a lot of people nowadays, as we've just said, they just they just figure they're going to float on whatever their parents are doing and mm-hmm. call it a day. But I feel like it's, it's not enough now to just choose one thing and do that. You know, even in the modeling industry or in music, like, if you're a singer or you're a model, great, but what else do you do? Like, right. what's what's the angle we can pitch? If you're a model, do you also do charity work? Do you also, like, Carly Kloss has Carly's Cookies, and she also has coding for Carly, which is influencing young women to go into computer engineering. So it's not just enough to be a pretty face anymore. They no. want you to also have everything else and be doing, be a multifaceted person. But that's great. Which I, mean, I think is, is great, great because, you know, we used to expect women to just show up and look beautiful, and now we kind of expect them to show up, look beautiful, and be very smart. Right. Well, which is great. Yeah. So I welcome the challenge. It's great. Well, you're doing it all. So, I mean, that's great. You're doing your charity work and you're acting and singing and modeling. And I really respect that about you. And Thank you. you could have taken the easy way out and just said, oh, I'll just do whatever my parents, what falls into my lap. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. And I wish you so much luck. So Thank tell you. us about what you have coming up. I know you have a couple of things coming up. Yes. Lots in the new year. Or the Adore Me campaign and showing. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be, I'm on on um, Adore Me's Facebook Live all the time, and I'm on their website. You can see me modeling there. Oh, and Refinery's and 29 Body Image. What is that exactly? Yeah, so Refinery 29 and I did a partnership with this thing called Body Image School, and I think it's eight, six or eight episodes up on Refinery 29 of just, like, little lessons on how to boost your body confidence. And That's great. Yeah, it was, it was something that Refinery 29 really wanted to do, and it was something that I kind of had to learn on to the you. fly yeah. growing up. And we nailed it down to a couple different lessons. And not that it fixes the entirety of the body no. image problem, but just quick tips to boost your confidence. It opens the door for the conversation. Right, before though. you walk out the door. Oh, that's amazing. And Refinery29, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, what, that's a station? Refinery29 is an online women's outlet, and um, I think they're one of the fastest growing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and they deal not only with pop culture, but things like body image and politics and everything for young women, so it's, it's not just... It's not a gossip site. You right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's <laughs> right. for women who want more, who right. want to learn, who, who want to do. 
Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, check it out. I'll check it out. I yeah. haven't had it. My computers are taken over by my children in the house. They're all gaming and doing God knows. I mean, yeah. pretty, actually, Mason's like, oh, I just won $43. I said, on what? You're 13. <laughs> you can't gamble. He's gambling. I'm like, okay. I, I'm like, don't, don't tell me. Just don't tell me. <laughs> but So I will definitely check it out when I get my computers back. Yay. And thank you for being here. Yes, and for having me. I wish you so much luck with all your things you have going on. And tell us how we can find you on social media. I'm at Sophie T. Simmons on everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. And check out her Twitter because she tweets a lot just like me. All right. We'll be right back with Brandy Glenville Unfiltered. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure that you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. Unfortunately, a lot of the times, this just isn't the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they're just not available. With TrueCar, you get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by TrueCar, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a TrueCar certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering a competitive market price. Using TrueCar, you can find exactly what you want and very easily. Next, TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. So now you know what the fair price is, so you can feel confident when buying. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. There are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. You will work directly with a TrueCar Certified Dealer contact. TrueCar users are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with TrueCar Certified Dealers. TrueCar users can save an average of over $3,000 off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy a car, and it could be that time because it's the holidays and why not gift yourself a car, you want to visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. So that was fun. That was really fun. And I feel like I'm not a good human and I need to do more now. You're a good person. It's okay. Good person, but I could do more. We could all do more. So let's do that. Let's work on something. This Christmas, do a little more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't make your kids feel bad for not see, for seeing Star Wars without you. Especially That's, when you don't want to see it. Right. Um, well, I mean, listen. If they saw Now, if they saw Gone Girl without you. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, I know. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. They won't watch it with me. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm already feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sophie Simmons, for being here. And we will be watching everything you do. And you're probably going to rule the world one day. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.